What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More Summer of the Dead today with George Romero's Land of the Dead from 2005. It's time to get radical. Ensure all residences are secure with all doors and windows firmly locked and barricaded. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Not people. Brains. They're us. We're them. They're us. Oh my god. You are dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. The pain of being dead. Were you bitten? Uh, Were you bitten? Did any of the blood get in your mouth? They have overrun us, you know. We're in the minority now. Something like 400,000 to 1 by my calculation. The father of my father always say, when the earth spit out the dead, they will come back to suck the blood from the living. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. There's another one for the fire. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to the Summer of the Dead. We are covering another zombie movie today. As always, I am Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined today by everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, to talk Land of the Dead. David. Well, in this string of zombie movies, if there was ever a time for everything as a weapon, it's in these movies. That's, I'm actually very excited to pick your mind about that because in this movie, there was quite a few objects as well that were used around around the Fiddler's Green. By people and zombies, actually. They picked up my motto, too. See? I'm reaching people, the living and the dead, through my words. Amen. And that explains what happened with this movie, I think. I am your Jaga, 
zombies. This is a 2005 post-apocalyptic horror film written and directed by George Romero. We've been covering a lot of Romero's movies. We both are Romero fans. This is the fourth in his Living Dead series. This was actually, though done due to the success of a remake of Dawn of the Dead in 2004, the year earlier, as well as Shaun of the Dead kind of brought back the zombie genre. And this was a long time coming, David. This was since Day of the Dead in 85. Fans had wanted Romero to do another movie, and this was it. So this was the long-awaited sequel. George Romero, his dead movies, though, he always says they're not connected but I don't know. In my this was this, this no. This movie was full of cameos. Well, that's the Z- thing. Zombios, zombios. Well, let let's just say it. You're right. We get Blades from Dawn of the Dead. Tom Savini repraising his character so that would put it in the world of dawn of the dead because even i remember at the time they said that they made him bloated looking because the character fell into the fountain in monroeville mall well you also you also have bub and a leash isn't there there's a zombie that looks just like him to me well we get this bub which is Big Daddy, and I have a lot of problems with Big Daddy. And I think we've talked about this since 2005, David. I mean, we'll get into it. Why don't you give them the premise of the movie so we can get kind of... Because this is actually Romero's biggest budget movie. Had actually, like, star, star, you know? Yes, you're right. John Leguizamo, uh, Dennis Hopper, right? Dennis Hopper, Simon... I always want to call him Simon Cowell, but Simon Baker. Agia Agento, who is Dario Agento's daughter. Can I just tell you something? Simon, what's his name? Simon what? Baker. So he starred in a movie where he, there was a black woman dating a white guy for the first time. And all throughout this whole movie, all I can think about is how when this woman was out with her girlfriends, how they were talking about his pink pecker. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking, of course, about 2006's Something New, which happened right after this came out. Yes, I, I love that movie as well. And I have been Something New as well too i remember when i first went up with my first latino boyfriend and i was the only white guy and i was something new all right you was something new you brought something new to the table <laughs> pink pink peckers wow mm-hmm. maybe if he would have offered that up during the movie it would have been a little more interesting his character <laughs> oh god david The unburied dead are coming back to life, seeking human victims. We don't know how many of them there are. Do you think we'll be able to defeat these things? We don't really know. And moving toward the city. It's nothing there, man. They're communicating. They're thinking. George A. Romero's Land of the Dead. Zombies, man. They creep me out. This is 
Jason's Land of the Dead, also known as George Romero's Land of the Dead, is preceded by Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and succeeded by Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. It was released in 2005 with a budget of 15 to 19 million, which was, like David said, Romero's biggest budget that he was able to do with one of these zombie movies and i wonder if that's where the formula got messed up i wonder so david let's get into it the story of land of the dead takes place in pittsburgh pennsylvania much like most of romero's movies at the time (laughs) it's like john waters and everything's in baltimore exactly this is this is the capital of zombies i guess anyway well you know it's pittsburgh what can you say The region is protected by two sides, a river, and a third by an electric barricade that survivors term The Throat. Released in North America on June 24th of 2005, Land of the Dead received mostly positive reviews from film critics. I saw this, David, about three times locally off the block growing up because I was so happy to have an authentic George Romero zombie experience. experience. At the time, it was, I really enjoyed enjoyed it for what it was it was never my favorite but going back again now i mean my god this was the year after i graduated high school so this is a lot this is a long time ago off the cusp what are your feelings of the entirety of the movie having been a fan of course of night dawn day i was so happy that george romero got his day in the sun so to speak with a high budget did i feel like they kind of threw like What's the expression throwing the baby out with the bathwater? I don't know. They threw so oh, much. everything. They threw everything in this movie. However, however, I'm going to say that to me, I know that George Romero always has been an ally of the underdog because he yes. was the underdog. And I also know that he is was very anti-racism and anti and and the the a lot of negative things and so i like the fact that the big guy was a black man yes big daddy he actually and and to david's point not to cut you off that is the reason he always has african-american heroes usually in his movie and to romero the zombies were the heroes in this movie and that is why he had big daddy I I actually the I think the honestly I actually like the plot plot of it because we've talked about this. Yes, if there is a zombie apocalypse, I would definitely want to find a safe place in island. Yes. That smart. is protected where you can have some semblance of a life as opposed to running all the time and just people dying and you losing pe- part of your crew every time you go to another Continuously. town or someplace. Right. So this movie also speaks to the fact of the hierarchy that we have into society today. You have the very the bourgeoisie and you have like the very affluent and rich who are who are surviving off the backs of the peons still still who are they're sending these people out to scavenge everything from food alcohol necessities clothing and they're like oh, merc- yeah. they're like he has these the the head of this place this fiddler's green is like has mercenaries that does all his work including killing his enemies so there, if you read Dennis it, it Hopper, yeah, if you read into the movie that way, there's a lot to be said because it is very true to the society and the world in general. You have the very, very rich at the very top of the tier, 1%, yeah. and then you have the little guys who are killing themselves literally and figuratively speaking to give them everything they desire with little or no work on the part of the rich people. It's like they have money, they have this, and how this operates is the, the, the peons take care of everything, including all the risk. 
And then you have people dining at restaurants and living life and shopping and, and very expensive yeah. stores. And electricity too. Electricity, mall area. And the other thing is there is sympathy for the zombies in this movie where they're not in a lot of other things because these zombies tend to be more cognitive of what's going on around them. They 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 kind of much like Shaun of the Dead where the, where the zombies are used to like push grocery carts because they used to be a <laughs> yeah. uh, they used to be a bag boy at a grocery store or Fido the movie Fido, remember that movie? Yes. Much like that, these zombies do hold on to some sort of like if you're an actor you'd pretend that you'd still be in co- like i don't know yeah, the people they're like, really were, stuck he seemed to really give them there was characters. musicians musicians still have the guitar in hand the lovers are still holding hands you know things like that so i have to give it to him in that sense because he's saying that there's still something left of that person they're still savages they're still rotting corpses but there is a little spark in them that's still there which also kind of lends itself to the 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 movie which i really like warm bodies it's kind of a romantic it's kind of the twilight of zombie movies but it is it really is but i like it it's adorable It, it, it it warms my heart my dead little heart. Just like it did the zombies in that so, movie, right? So to, 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 that, to that, what you said is basically that's what I got out of Land of the Dead. The cruelty of humanity, even under the, the, un, under the circumstances that the world has gone dead. And there's yeah, very, yeah. very very little of us left. And there's outposts. It's very similar to the most scenarios, like The Walking Dead, where there's different things and places set up. Well, so that is actually perfect what I wanted to get into, David. You set that up perfectly. Okay. A few things I noticed right off the bat. Now, you currently don't watch The the Walking Dead, right? I mean, it's in its I last, am like, thank um, God, I, I wanted to honestly it's wait. finally ending. The last, the, the last episode, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. The last episodes I saw are when Negan. Oh, so you got ne- a lot. Negan was Negan was in the prison, okay. like inside oh, their God. prison, and like there was some parts where there was I'm Alpha, the bald crazy oh, woman okay, that kills so everything. Okay, so, so I saw some of that. Then. I saw some of that too, but then I just kind of got. I love the whole thing of having it, but I got tired of it. I got tired of like Negan having this. I knew Negan was going to have this. What do you call it? Story redemption story. Come you killed. You, you you killed Glenn. You raped women. You, you There is no redemption for you. I'm sorry. You can cry all you want. You can feel sorry for you want. Lucille, he should have been beaten with a bat, to be perfectly honest. And they have him paired up with Maggie now, too. And they, they have him as this anti-hero. And it's, it's, I, hard. I, it's he's, hard. It's it's a hard pill to swallow. Absolutely not. I don't. And then, like. I don't mean, I don't mean like, together physically with Maggie. No, 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 really, no, no. I'm really trying to, like, make her like him. And then, and then like, the whole thing, like, Carl wouldn't have wanted it. No, Carl didn't have <laughs> his husband bashed in the head to death while you you were pregnant and carl is not the just because he saw bambi in the woods once and got shot doesn't make him i see beautiful things all around me i like weeds there are beautiful weeds growing in my backyard that i think better than some of the flowers i've planted that doesn't mean that i should be you know be the the maya angelou or the savior of of the dead world so that's kind of where Oh my god, I really went crazy. I am watching it. I am going to watch it once I know it's over with. And the other thing is, this I didn't season, like. I didn't god, like with, with with crazy girl that you know trying to be crazy Mila Jovovich girl that with oh. uh, he's an alpha A or a B or whatever the hell she was talking about when they took what's his. Oh, name. thank god she's gone too. Oh, thank god. But she comes up on spinoffs. There's spinoffs. I, I gave up. I on and them, I but... like her as an actress. I think she does an amazing job. But I don't like the character, and I don't like Jadis. when. The, 
the 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 bridge blew up and they took him away in the helicopter. I just just because he wanted to leave the show. Let's be honest, right? And he wanted to do. And other they didn't things. want to kill. And they didn't want to kill. And Maggie right? left to do that show with the with the doll. <laughs> yeah, she it gone. Didn't, it she didn't gone. work out, right? And I mean, she, she came back. Did she yeah. do a cop show too or something? Mm-hmm. So again, I love the, uh, you listen, just like all things, they must come to an end. And I don't want to bet, you know, trash it because I do actually like it. I want to, I wanted to know there was a definitive end to it so that I could savor it and go through and actually see the things. Cause there are so many parts of that show that I actually loved, love, love, and still do with even when Herschel, I cried. I can't tell you how many times I rewound that stupid barn scene when Sophia oh, yeah. came out, I was crying, I was crying, I was crying, I was crying. And the, and then when they took on the zombies, when they actually broke into the settlement and they were oh, doing yeah. that slash scene, I must have rewound that a thousand times. I'm so It used to be good. And I actually like Fear the Walking Dead, and I have I to finish too. that too. So. I did too, actually. I, 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 I have at... to catch up on that. But with that, this last season, which is a, a it's cut up into three parts. What I was going to get at is they there is a, a town now that is similar to Fiddler's Green where people have jobs, life is normal again. So this is where they're currently in. Of course, I'm sure it's going to go badly. It's run by a politician who I'm assuming is going to turn out to be bad at the, the end. Big bad. Of, yeah. gonna be the big bad? She's going to be the, the big bad. There always has to be one every season and long story short, life has gone back to normal. There's jobs again and much like Land of the Dead, I think Robert Kirkman who wrote the comic book Walk, Walking Dead and then this series, he was inspired by Romero, that's why he made Absolutely. The Walking Dead. But even in this, David, did you notice they called them walkers? And this is prior to The Walking Dead. At one point, Riley, who's played by Simon Baker, calls them walkers. And then it's not crazy to think that establishment would go back to this, but I wonder if he had this in his mind too when he was coming up with these stories for Walking Dead, because there is this place where life goes back to normal. There's people who are actors, they have bakeries. It's crazy. It's like the world never ended in this place. So that's what's happening here. But we do see, like David said, there's a class structure. There's there's people who are on the streets, there's prostitution prostitution drugs going around a ring of almost like a dog fighting ring but they're using humans now which is where we got one of her and you and and you also find out later in the movie that the head head honcho of this which is played by dennis hopper kaufman yes is actually the one feeding the drugs to keep down a certain class of people so they have these this lower class to do their bidding this is this is exactly reality based i think this is exactly what would happen when people get power Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me just ask you, the characters, you know what I think really is a lot of fault of this movie? Romero gave us a lot of these, and he's good for this. He likes to come up with these character names and these quirky characters, even back in Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, right? He's He gives like these people, like these characteristics. I think he was trying too much in this movie, and I don't know if it's the actors, but everyone comes off dull. These are not Rogers or Peters or Frans, and even though Fran was a downer, maybe people say in Dawn of the Dead, these characters don't speak to me, maybe because it's not as close to my heart as the other movies in the series, but I think the characters are kind of dull. I'm going to challenge you on this. The reason why they may come off dull to you, maybe that's how they're written, but it's because they've been living through it much more Mm, and longer than the people in the mall. 
or the people that just got attacked for the first time. They are downtrodden. They are defeated. All of their loved ones they know are dead. They are going out and basically being the, the trash collector yeah. and the human garbage that feeds the system and knowing it. And again, I'm not, please God, don't I'm not getting political. I'm Dolly Parton. I'm Dolly Parton. Don't get political. <laughs> it's basically a lot of people don't realize that they're stuck in the machine, like the, 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 the hamster wheel, as they call it, like we are right now. So, but these people know it because society has collapsed. So I'm going to say they're dull because they're just, they're cruddy, they're tired, they're dirty, they're probably not showering, and they see that there's a better life, but they're never going to get it. Okay. You know what? I'll, I think that's a great explanation. They're miserable. Okay. They're miserable. I mean, they it, are. Everyone it's, in this there's movie. A, there is a tower of gold and rainbow and sunshine and rainbows coming and, and fripping, freaking unicorns, and you're living in darkness, filth, despair, like... And like on the you, streets, basically. It's and, like, you'll never, it's, and you will never get there. And you'll never get it. And you'll always be looked down upon, but you're the one on your back is feeding them. So I'm going to say that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, because I don't think any of these... I don't think I've ever seen anybody in a, of this crew other than the, the Pink Simon. Pecker. Pink Pecker, I'm going to call him. Simon Baker, John Leguizamo, yeah. I mean, Dennis Hopper. In anything else, per se. So I can't say they went on to illustrious uh, acting... Except for that one, the actress. Agia Agento. She's done things and other things in her life. Wait a minute, hold on. Didn't she have an affair with an underage guy? But you ain't heard that You ain't heard that from me because I ain't one to gossip. I looked it up, David. She met him in a movie when he was seven years old. And then when oh, he was 14 or something, she she gave him alcohol uh. or something and drugs. So she, I saw her with a kid. Like, she was in a full adult at the time. 30-something years old, and he was like 16, I don't know, something around that. But she was in a movie with him earlier at 7, and she was an adult too at the time. I don't God, I, I don't know if I should even say this. This is, That's the whole Renee and Celine Dion thing. <laughs> we may have to cut that part out because you ain't heard that from me because Celine, poor Celine is... Uh, Mm, she's destroyed that poor woman anyway moving on what do you think about the plot when we start off the movie with the sky flowers they call it the fireworks that the survivors have been using as a distraction i think it's great building on what we saw in dawn where they use the flares and and things like that so this is great but do you think the progression with Big Daddy walks right out of that gas station. I think it's not just the character being too smart. I'm okay with that. It's the fact that this actor, Eugene Clark, walks moves like he is alive still there is not a there's not a rotten step in this man's walk every movement he does is like a fluent i'm alive like too over the top for me david he even when the sky flowers they call it the fireworks are going off he realized maybe he's recently dead is he though he looks like i mean they all kind of you can't tell in this movie they all kind of seem fresh but then some of them seem a little maybe he got the handbook for the recently deceased from beetlejuice I'll take it. I But I think it's just too over the top. We saw this with Romero with Day of the Dead, and I know he's building on this. We're them, and, you know, it's... But here's the thing. Here's us. the thing. Here's the thing. The use of this character is the same thing as Bub when he teaches the other zombies because he's been conditioned by that that psycho doctor dude he's but didn't he do it better he looked more he acted more dead than this guy who's just like but we don't know how long he's been dead Mm, that i guess that's the sticking point how long has this been i i i know where you're going with this it's too much like okay between that and that dead reckoning which is like the name of a of a 
of you a, uh, the video, vehicle. video game, which I've played. It's right. It's a video game, right? Because I know I played this, right? Dead Reckoning. I, I So anyway, between that and that, those are the those are the two things. Okay, we accept the fact that the dead come back to life. We accept that they yes. keep people. We've seen it so over the years since Black and White, since Night of the Living Dead. So we accept that as just that could happen. You know, the CDC right. accepts it. You know, everybody seems yeah, to accept that it could happen. They're, they're warning us already. Yeah, they got that survival guide. So I think the fact that this is some like video game ridiculous vehicle, what is it actually made of? It's not a tractor trailer. It's not a tank. Is it, uh, you know, it's got regular rubber tires. So it's not like a tank. The driver so- even says it's like a video game. The, what's her pretty boy? Every And again, everyone has a name in this movie. Romero like went Fly over boy. the top. Yeah. Fly boy. Everyone's got to have a name. Pretty boy. Foxy. Uh, Mouse. This. Everyone has a name. Cholo. In this movie. Cholo. Cholo. Exactly. I dated some cholos. Anyway, so I I agree with you. I think that's where you're upset. I don't think you're upset with necessarily the whole like the whole no, plot. No, I I'm okay with that, and I would accept the tools because. I mean, you mentioned this earlier on something else. Barbara in Night of the Living Dead, the zombie does pick up a brick and starts breaking the window. But he does it in more of a loof way. I think what really got me, David, is that part when Big Daddy has the head in his hand after it was shot off. And he was smart enough to throw it on the ground, stamp it out, because he knew that was killing it. He put two to two together that he's going to save this zombie who's tortured because he's going to kill it. And then he screams like, Well, I think he's, he, this movie was designed to make the surviving humans, the villain and the zombies to be the victim of, because they're just trying to survive. And the only way they survive is it's, it's, is by eating people, even though they de- they deteriorate, and disintegrate, much like we do over time. Just yes, you know, let less fast. You know, depending on who we are, I've seen some people <laughs> that have aged a little faster than me. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I is it by far my most favorite? No, it does it have a place for me. Yeah, I have a place for it because there is much to be said about hierarchy. There's much to be said about you know what would happen if the dead were allowed to just do their thing and not have to cross paths with human beings. Because also the human beings in this movie, again, these mercenary people that go out because they're so tainted, they get a kick out of. Yeah, it's like the biker gang. If if, if it was me, I would be doing it just to survive. Like, I'm not going to kill a bunch of zombies. One, I wouldn't waste the ammo because I think it's wasteful and stupid. Yep. Secondly, I am not trying to be a hero. And third, I would be doing it to survive and protect. I would not be doing it because I get a kick out of... Again, when Servini was in was with the biker gang and they, you know, went into the mall, like when he they're, they're playing around, they all got murdered. Half of them got murdered. For yeah. Blood pressure machines, taking TVs, breaking TVs. Yeah. Pies in the face. So this is, again, talking about we are just as savage as we view these. We're, we're the boogeyman. We're the we're the monster yeah. under the bed and in the closet because we're brutalizing them. I mean, obviously, when we cross paths with them, they're going to try to eat you for food. Yes. But much like if we were starving and we came across a fish, a cow, or whatever else you might eat, or berries, whatever, whatever you're going to eat, we would take it and consume it, too, because that's what we want to do, because we're hungry. So if we had left them alone, they wouldn't be bothering us. They're antagonizing them. They're antagonizing them with everything that they do. 
You know what, though? I Is it fair? Th- and I get it because people are terrible, including the people in this movie. But is it fair for those people at the end? I always, the, the most I get out of this movie that's chilling to me is always that scene where they're fenced in, the humans with the electric fence trying to escape, and the zombies are cornering them. I feel bad for that that whole group of people that are just, merci- you know, like killed. The people off the street who just had nothing to do. I mean, I know it's part of the whole thing. And it's based on the decision. So let me ask you just- something. Would you have not, before the zombies crowded you in, would you not have tried to run past yeah. them, so to speak? Yes, because like what Barbara I would have done. They're slow. We can you walk can right walk past right- them. I would have taken whoever i was with and we would have darted a path through i would hit them whatever i had the man the one guy was was like a businessman he had a briefcase i would have taken the briefcase and at least used it to push them aside like everything is a weapon yes david yes even a briefcase everything's a weapon with david I'm not saying everybody would have made it, but I would have not waited to be picked on. And no, if exactly. and, if, and in, if in fact they did get the power down to the electric fence, it's still like going through barbed wire. You would have never made it that yes, way anyway. So yes. what is the difference? I thought the same thing. I thought the what same is the difference? Thing. So I would have just darted, and I would have found safety and hope that they put the barbed wire, the the, the electric down, and me get out after the fact. So. Uh, you know what? Again, you have to use your head in these situations. It's like it's like actually being like, let's say, God forbid, you're ever in a situation where you're in a theater or something, and there's a stampede of people. Yeah, you know what? There might be a situation going on, like a fire, or unless it's like a gunman, and you're like they're right up in your face. You can step aside and let everybody trample each other for five more seconds and try to sneak another way and find the other exit that nobody's running towards. If you're smart enough to do that, I know it's scary. Ooh. But it could save your life again. So. No, but I've said that in my head, David, seeing this scene over the years, I said the same exact thing because, I, I mean, we don't see the whole area, but there is a, they're spread out enough that these people could have survived. But it is terrible. But it's also the fact that a lot of those people are the more the pretty yeah. the, and they're not used to having to fight off. They're scared. They're not used to having to fight off any kind of thing because they live in the ivory tower. So again, it talks about how if these people had to actually do a day's hard work, they they wouldn't survive. Again, it's like taking the, you know, the rich man whose daddy was a millionaire and gave them the millions. And and then uh, what was it? How many, a couple of months ago? What was it like Kim Kardashian? I'm talking like maybe four or five months ago when she said, nobody wants to work anymore. You know, and that was a big, yeah, nobody wants to work for you because you don't pay your people. And what's her work? She sits there. And you're, gets you, you you come from, you come from gener- generational wealth. I'm not even ba- begging on Kim. I know that. Listen, those girls do work in the sense of they have to go to yeah. photo shoots, they have to go yeah. to movie premieres, they have to. They're always doing you know makeup and this. They're doing it. They have a team of people, but they do do what they're supposed to. Like they're yes, yes. So they do work. But when you're trying to say you know trying to put down somebody who is working like three jobs to support their family, saying nobody wants to work. Well, you come from generational wealth. So, again, I know this is probably off topic. Well, not really, because it goes with it. And it's been, I'm telling you, I think that, that they said something like March or something This came that came up. But that's, again, Romero's thought about people who have, you know, who are more wealthy than others and how they treat people. But I did like the aspect of this place, Fiddler's Green, that it should try to get back to normal in, in some aspects. I don't like that it was exclusive, but I feel like I would have liked more with Romero's movies. What I want from them are more of a isolated feeling, almost like the Dawn of the Dead, kind of a, gr- a core group of maybe four characters. This 
and not that they always have to be the same, but there were so many characters, so many people. I think, again, that weakened it because he didn't focus on two giving these characters maybe more of a personality besides I'm downtrodden, I'm this, this is me, I'm the military person, I'm this person. Character types. But have you ever been in a room and been the loneliest person there? I would have wanted that on film, though. I mean, because we get empty streets. We get that ambiance of this. The, but those the world people is feel over. abandoned. Those people feel abandoned. So John Leguizamo's character, Cholo, thinks that by doing all the dirty work, including getting rid of bodies of Dennis Hopper's enemies, enemies. Inside, inside Fiddler's Green, not to be confused with Fiddler on the Roof. If I was a rich man. Yeah, every time I was like, okay, Fiddler's Green. He is hoping hoping that he will make it into the ivory tower of Fiddler's Green. And basically the guy tells him after he risks, he gets somebody killed, by the way, to go to a liquor store to get expensive champagne and Cuban like I mean cigars I would imagine he gets the guy killed to get it and he she tries to so the two two parts of this. He pours the champagne into like a tumbler. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a tumbler. A tumbler glass that would be more for, like, soda or or a mixed drink. And the guy basically says, you'll never be part of this no matter what you do. And he pours the champagne into a a champagne flute glass, which is... Now, don't don't be thinking I'm bougie, girlfriend, because I got these things for my wedding when I got married in 2015. And they said, when I did my my registry, they said, put anything on, whatever your, your little heart desires and fantasize that you always have. And I got red wine, and I got white wine glasses, Lennox, and I got some well, champagne fine. glasses. And I now know the difference. So anyway, don't be coming for me because I didn't send for you. <laughs> the point is, John Leguizamo's character is too rough. And even though he did all this for this guy, and, and he was this guy's mercenary... He and he promised him that he, he promised him he's he, he's not the type and he actually does say something derogatory. I think he calls him the S word later on. Well, let's face it, Kaufman is supposed to be a rich racist character, and a matter of fact, he has a a butler. We'll just say, and a Romero makes him looks yeah manservant. Romero makes him almost that character of I want to say like a fifties, thirties, forties. It's like he's trying to convey that this man has this black man almost like the whole mammy thing. Like, yes, that's exactly what I got from it, yes. But this is what I like about George Romero. He's shoving it in your face. Like, this man actually has done more in these horror genre movies talking about race, even at the end of the war, practically the end of society, that this stuff still exists because people are horrible human beings. And, and people are still after money. Money of you all things. You know, talking things. about characters, the other thing is that the, the, the Pink Pecker dude, I'm just going to refer him as Pink Pecker. Yeah, Riley. Riley is has been putting. He's been squirreling money away to buy a car to get out because he doesn't want to be part of this society anymore. In Romero's fashion, they always are trying to get to Canada in this movies. I guess because Romero moved to Canada in the 90s and he lived there but since Dawn of the Dead Fran thought Canada was the safe place they're trying to get to Canada but I don't know if that's the smartest idea <laughs> you ain't heard that from me cause I ain't one to gossip overtaken by zombies they're always heading off to Canada as this thing. But yeah, he tried to buy a car. It was stolen. We see more of the seedy underground of Fiddler's Green. What did you think about that close-up, which I thought was a total Romero shot of 
the fake birds in the bird cage. I thought that was... Yes. I liked what he was doing, and I liked the homages to the past. And I I love that idea of these rich people, you have these fake birds, and it's kind of like, it's okay. It's because like they're, normal they're all, they're, making they're, normal But it's theater. also the fact that they're so plastic and phony and living these lives that they just have fake birds. They're living in a they're living in a fool's paradise. They don't also know that it's a yeah. what's the famous line? A prison, a prison too, too, Fran. I mean, it, it's true. It's true. And by the way, we get quite a number of focal point zombies, I would call them. Like lead zombies, let's just say, out of the zombies. We get more ones that are lead. We have number nine, who is a female zombie with a baseball bat. And a cheerleader's outfit, right? A cheerleader's outfit? There is a cheerleader, and she's still holding pom-poms. That's what I'm like, okay, Romero, would that cheerleader really just be thinking, I'm a cheerleader, and that's all I got to do? I, st- I still might be holding a bag of Hershey's. Well, you know what? That's different. You're zombie. You're supposed to be eating. <laughs> Not cheering. I mean, whatever the case is, he's done that forever. But did you notice the butcher zombie, who again... Big Daddy commanded these zombies too well. He to showed do this. him that there was a whole, there was a place to hit. He actually moved his his arm like an aperture on a on a on a doll or whatever. Is that what the word I'm looking for? Yes, and he made exactly. him do it. So he's teaching. He's teaching. He's like, wake up. He's the one that's awake, and everyone else is still asleep. So he's waking these people up, zombie people. Because he even gives number nine. She's about to beat someone with her baseball bat, and he gives her a gun. But I just want to mention the butcher zombie. Did you recognize him? Because he was... He looks very familiar. The year before Dawn of the Dead remake as the Tucker, the the guy who was the one in the... And he was shooting at when they were dragging him in the I knew his face, but I couldn't put it. I couldn't place it. So he's got, what, the Ving Rhames thing of, I'm just going to be in zombie movies after one, after Dawn of the Dead. I would do it. Hell, that's him. That's what we talk about characters, people doing the same thing. Listen, he, if he can make a living off of it, I'd do it too. I'd be obese zombie. Obese zombie walking around. Well, we did we did get, what, a character named Pillsbury? Again, another character, Pillsbury, who was a military character. Everyone had a, maybe at the end of the world, everyone will just, David well, will be called call whatever listen, he wants to be listen, called. Listen, <laughs> Zombieland, what's their names? They, it goes by the, the, the state or the town, whatever they were, Tallahassee, Tallahassee or whatever. whatever. So, there's a lot. There's a lot. If you if you look at this from the perspective of society and collapsing society and hierarchies and stuff, there's definitely a lot to be said. There's a lot of kill scenes. There's a lot of stupidity because I wouldn't be wearing headphones if I was unprotected someplace where zombies <sighs> could be. That's a Stupid people. Another thing, they, they let him out drinking. They give him alcohol, this guy Mouse, to look. To, the whole thing, again, is Jogleg was Almost character after he was screwed he decides to take dead reckoning this machine like david was talking about this video game-esque zombie killing vehicle which i guess is honestly is smart in purpose and again it goes back to the dawn of dead remake when they make they fortify the buses to kind of get through the zombies i get it but they're trying to destroy fiddler's green unless money is taken unless from, you something if, if you leave the, fiddler's the guy. green what do you do with the money? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, yeah, yes, exactly. That's the whole thing. I'm like, even these characters, they're, it all comes down to they're killing themselves. Remember when we did Sugar Hill? Remember when we did, she said, take it. This, you think this is going to, this solves all your problems. See where it's going to get you where you're going. Exactly. Cause even if they mention there's an out, there's an outpost that they haven't heard from in another state, Ohio, maybe, or Chicago, they said, who says that money's good over yeah, there? Yeah, I don't get that. 
they killed themselves for nothing, especially if Fiddler Green is falling. This ain't going to be built up again. So that's it. So this money ain't going to be worth it. But I guess that's down to stupidity again. Wasting your life on something greed. like this. So, Power, greed, and stupidity. And fear. Fear as well, yes. I mean, that goes back to Dawn of the Dead, Flyboy, with, at the end with the mole. They took it. It's ours. We took, you know, like, people do this. And we've seen in video games, especially zombie video games, like David and I always say, so everyone's going to lose their mind and become psychopaths at the end of the world, much like Tim no Rising. <laughs> Everyone has lost their mind. They still have. The way these people act over you, like, the sky is blue. How dare you say the sky is blue? The sun is going to explode and we're all going to die and I'm going to kill you first. I'm like, whoa, you can't even be nice to somebody anymore. COVID ruined these zombie movies for you in a way, David, because you know. I think it made people wash their hands yes, for that's the what first I said. It took time. A, I tell every doctor and whatever I go to, it took a pandemic for people to realize they should wash their hands, which I know they're not doing now because everyone's getting sick with every type of thing now again. Wipe your booty and don't wash your hands unless you're like me. And you have a bidet attachment. No. Squishy tushies. I bet you Kaufman had one up in his ivory tower. So, David, earlier titles included Twilight of the Dead, Dead City, and Dead Reckoning. But Romero said in an interview that one of the first potential film studios, 20th Century Fox, wanted the film to be titled Night of the Living Dead. Oh, hell no. He refused wanting to use the title Dead Reckoning, and the studio then wanted it to be titled Night of the Living Dead, Dead Reckoning. <laughs> it turned out that Fox sought to own the rights of Night of the Living Dead franchise, and Romero decided not to do business with them. The film is the highest budgeted film in the series to date, and the film draws some elements from the original script from Day of the Dead 85, which actually, due to budget cuts, was not the original Day of the Dead that we were supposed to get it was going to take place on an island have a couple of babies that, that island i'm assuming and the zombies on that island were going to be trained zombies to fight for the military so this is kind of his ideas going back to 85 and that's kind of where bub came from because he condensed the script and put it in a bunker because he didn't have the green to do the island setting unless the end sneaky fox because we know that night of the living dead isn't copyrighted so if you get the title night of the living dead that they could have did a million reboots then and called it night of the living dead so i'm glad romero stuck to his guns Didn't and get screwed over which he has before because of the original and how many times it's been stolen to this day they're still making they're still making an eye living dead david and i are gonna make a living dead movie listen <laughs> at four o'clock in the five o'clock in the morning when that when the dog wakes me up or the kids are waking me up i am dawn of the dead it's it's the dawn and i feel dead honestly i think i thank romero for all he did because i love this genre even though it's grotesque it, it, it makes me happy anyway go ahead i'm sorry just to wrap up this movie the core group the people that were in Dead Reckoning, the people that were alive still, that character Charlie who kept saying, look at me, you could see this. Look at me, you could see this. Just look at me. You could see that I've had a hard life. That poor guy who was kind of, uh, he had the half face, who's also an yes. actor in other things. They all survive on Dead Reckoning. They kind of kill the zombies and they make a hole in the fence for people to survive. And they're like, look, you did that. You survived. But again, even at the end, Big Daddy's so smart that he could look, even though Riley's looking with binoculars to see the zombies walking. And like, he's so smart that he could see in the distance that people are looking at him and like, Ugh. Well, maybe it's because it's Dead Reckoning has lights on it and stuff and they can see it and hear it. 
See, David's David's helping me with this. I don't want to beat it down because Romero can still make a zombie movie, a decent zombie movie over, let's say, a sci-fi channel movie of the week. So, of course, if I had to pick one, I would always pick Romero. But even Romero fans such as ourselves, this is not as high. Maybe this is someone's favorite. I'll be glad to hear it. But I think I wanted to love it more than I did. Listen, I could watch Still Dawn of the Dead. Romero? Times over, whole like career or what have you. You want to say of of what he does? He's always been the underdog. He has always been screwed over in some way. Someone. He's also lost the rights or never had the rights to certain things. He has perpetually been ruined throughout his his time. Yeah, and honestly, but at the same time, the one thing stays true: his fan base of people that love love his his ideas and what he represents and what he's done. His commitment to, like you said, fighting the the big guy and racism and all these different types of things that he subtly and sometimes unsubtly puts things into movies. And right. and he yes. does have that where people have been loyal to him. And he's faced so much adversity, even though you're saying that Fox was trying to finagle stuff to screw him over. I mean, even up until when he's done it, he still stayed true to what he likes to do and what he was what his passion was. So I commend him on that. It's a testament. Like he has changed. He might not be the the most well known and maybe he'll he's never received an award or had you know, Meryl Streep playing a movie for him and laugh and while she's giving him the golden trophy, you know, whatever the, gra- the, go- the, you know, but he definitely has, I don't know, done a lot for, for me as far as what he represents and the entertainment factor alone. I mean, let's face it. He made the golden age of zombies. He made the modern zombie without Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. We wouldn't have had Walking Dead. I, even the Walking Dead, again, I... Kudos to the the creator and writer of The Walking Dead and the and the comic book series and yeah, everything. Robert Kirkman. He, he took a lot of cues from Romero, uh, and, and and very much so. Just like we talked about, like Ryan Murphy he takes stuff from different pop culture things and meshes them together. He has done that as well. Yes, I, yes. and I do understand the premise. There's only so many times you can say someone gets bit, they turn into a zombie. Somebody dies, they turn into a zombie. I get that. But he definitely, and it's because he loved it so much. I don't think he set out to be like a millionaire based on his writing. No, or his, not at all. Not at all. Because again, George Romero and other, the genre also spoke to him and he made a whole career out of it. And I commend him. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. And every time I've ever seen him on any kind of interviews, he seems like a very nice man. So jolly man. Oh, you mean um the yeah. Walking Dead guy? No, or Walking Romero. Dead. And oh, poor, poor Romero. Romero won't be making anymore unless he comes back as his own zombie. Well, his son evidently is working on a script of a movie that he was like working uh, on. His father was in the, the vault. zombie script. So it seems like he has a lot of films they said written that didn't get because unfortunately Romero got stuck. He loved his zombies in a way, but it also was a curse because he couldn't make any other movies. Everyone wanted only zombie movies from him. Maybe the reason why the other movies were also super successful in the sense that people had like a he had a following was because even the actors that were in the movies were big fans and loved what they were doing. A lot of those people were not real actors. They never went on to film careers. They literally were just zombie 37, but they loved it so much that 
they stayed <laughs> yeah, in yeah, custom makeup yeah. the whole time because they loved it so much and they were so into it. And that's where we talk about indie films and low budget and people coming up for getting nominated because of like, you know, low budget things because they had a passion for it versus big bucks like uh, World War Z. You're right. And stu- without studio interference and things like that. So, I mean, all in all, I definitely recommend it. I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, you've probably heard of it, seen it. I don't know when the last time you might have seen it, but I would recommend it out of the Dead series. I guess I would put it fourth, honestly, you, like out of the four main titles. And if you titles. would like a, a lighter zombie-esque feel, go with Shaun of the Dead, Warm Bodies, and oh, definitely. a movie that I just definitely. saw recently where I laughed out loud. The the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, the Scout's Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse or the Zombie Apocalypse. Funny as hell. Funny as hell. Even though Cloris Leachman was in God Rest Her Soul that she said she was afraid of fat people and she don't like them. That really... Yes, she, she was, she, wasn't she's, she's she? She did They're grotesque that. or whatever. I won't hold it against you, girl, even though I'm not happy with you. Because you're, you're, you're gone. Dead. You're gone you're down. You're gone so, now. <laughs> but Jane heard that from me, again, because I'm not one to gossip. Mrs. Garrett was still better. Mrs. Garrett was still better, okay? On Facts of Life. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. there was no Sorry. comparison between. Today. Anyway. If you want to reach David, it's Universal Appeal 2020. And that is one word on Instagram and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. Also one word on Instagram. Thank you for joining us again, Radical Ones, for our Summer of the Dead. I'm channeling Baron Zomni from Sugar Hill there. We will be back next week with an all-new episode. David, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Bye. And just remember, they're dead. They're all messed up. (laughs) Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.